Hey, I'm Persian. And I'm Michelle. And you're listening to Good Goods. It's a good good podcast we design and sometimes make the goodest good. Well, so I'm I don't know about you. I'm just in like a great mood today. Um and I feel like going on vacation. Ooh, I love vacations. Uh, we got we got approached by um, what are, like Princess Diamond Cruises or whatever they call themselves, oh, right? Yeah. Um, so so we got these tickets to like a mega cruise, which like I I don't know about you. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's not like I don't know about this. I'm not that excited, but my mood is so good that I think we can we can turn this around. You know, I think we can take all of that shitty cruise experience and turn it into like the best good goodsiest experience like i'm, I'm kind of ready for a challenge you know i mean that definitely sounds like a challenge i'll just be kind of upfront uh, here um i've never been on a cruise but that's mostly because i've never wanted to go on a cruise <laughs> see that's that's actually i think by in saying that you already know everything you need to know about cruises um buffet lines and assholes and like real a lot of boredom yeah a lot of shuffleboard it basically i mean so so i went on a cruise when i was like I don't know, like 11 or 12. It was like, um, my grandma's kind of into them, which is, you know, typical of, of that age group. Uh-huh. Um, yep. so, and, and yeah, it was like, it was like kind of a family thing, which, uh, man, if trapped with your family on a boat is, is really Oof. the key to a good, uh, experience there. I've also, I mean, a lot of other people have things to say about cruises. Um, Tina Fey mentions it in her book. She went on like a cruise honeymoon and it went super poorly because it's this thing that like, everyone's supposed to like but then you you go and you're like oh wait actually it's just a lot of old people and like a lot of experiences that no one likes um oh you know who else uh david foster wallace has an essay about going on a cruise and it's called a supposedly fun thing i'll never do again um and it's fucking it's a fucking great essay if you haven't if you haven't read it and you think you might be into david foster wallace uh, david foster i got the impression he's really old like this was like he's... a titanic era oh no he's not that old oh uh, okay he's is he alive no but he would be uh were it not for uh a tragic event on oh, his part um nuts yeah but no he was born in uh let me look it up 1962 so like i don't know like okay. generation above ours not like so you know like he, he would yeah he he's seen ship technology evolve yeah yeah no he was he went on one of these like mega princess cruises you know where it's like uh you know it's and and he kind of talks about this whole like like yeah you're like being herded in these lines um and like all this but this is before you get on the boat and then once you get on the boat it's like you never have to want for anything again and that's sort of the it's like the ocean doesn't need a TSA. Right, but we no, already so have this the is, TSA. He kind of so he kind of talks about how it's sort of like the point of the TSA and all of the shitty before part is that when you get on that boat, you're like, yeah, I'm ready to relax. Like I'm gonna be so relaxed, and then literally everything is given to you, and you can just like order room service, and like and, and dinner is basically like chosen for you in a luxurious buffet, and you and you sort of. He talks about this, he has this great section where he talks about how he's forgotten what it's like to be hungry, basically. And he just like, he's like, I felt like a slight gurgling discontentment. And like, that's why I figured it was time for food. Like, you become so uncomfortable with the idea of being discontent at all. And they, and it's, it's a terrible experience because it's, it's too much of all of this, like, like, of, of this, like, treatment of like, you're a god and you deserve to be 100% relaxed at all times and you experience no pain and like because of that you like stop striving for anything and you become a version of yourself that you hate and you start yelling at staff because they didn't bring you your 
seltzer at exactly two minutes after you ordered it or whatever and also and you're surrounded by other people who also are doing this and they're like desperately trying to relax um I, yeah i don't know desperately trying to relax that yeah. is a fun sentence to sort <laughs> of dissect it? yeah <laughs> so like i don't know i mean what so so when you're going on a cruise what do you actually want you don't want the buffet lines you don't want the I no know. i just want like i basically want a really nice hotel on the sea Mm-hmm. And like a nice hotel, I don't necessarily want to have to like run into everyone and like see old people and back in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I want like, you know, like a cool hotel. It's just in international waters. And it's not so much about being on a cruise ship, like an ugly barge. It's about being on like a, a sea hotel. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's also what I'd be interested in. Like there are so you know say if you're going on a cruise you 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 do kind of desperately want to relax right because you're committing to like days of relaxing of bad cell service and of uh, this experience is is entirely you know it's like booking yourself into like a like a resort spa or whatever where it's like but but you can't get work done and you're it the entire experience is supposed to be about relaxation how do we make it a good one yeah, see, I think that's the operative part. Like, we have this conception that relaxation means um, being bereft, fancy word, of mm. all other activity. Very like, fancy. Um, if I'm put in basically solitary isolation, but with like fancy pillows, that is relaxing because I can't do anything. Only concentrate on quote unquote relaxing. Yeah. Um, that sounds kind of like hell to me. That sounds like solitary <laughs> confinement. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you've really hit upon what makes the cruise experience so horrifying is it's it's kind of like being um, those humans in the movie Wally where you just like were around on a on a floaty thing and get more blobby and and just yeah, and you just you just become more and more like what's the yeah, like there's no like point to it. Right. And it's just sort of like when you're when you're at like that and you're on the Wally ship, mm-hmm. um, the point becomes how can I do the least amount of work? How can my bones atrophy so I can't walk anymore? How can I be a blimpy person? And that's like I'm winning at cruises. And it's not sustainable. Like I mean, I guess I guess technically on the Wally ship you could just do that forever, and that's like existence. And I guess that's something. But the, and the thing about the cruise ship is it does end, and so then you get off the cruise ship and you're like, oh, my bones can't take this gravity anymore, and also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel like so much worse for having come out of it. Like, I think maybe on the Wally ship, it's like almost okay because you may never have to face yourself for what you've done. Um, But since you do have to face yourself at the end of a cruise, we need to do the opposite almost. So here's one way of, I'm thinking of phrasing it. Mm -hmm. Like the problem, the 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 reason the Wally ship works in Wally mm-hmm. well works works for a certain definition of works is because the bar of humanity is so low. Yeah. But regardless of what happens on the cruise ship, the bar of humanity outside of the cruise ship mm-hmm. will always be at the point it is like, arguably it's lower, you know, whatever with modern times, but it's still higher than on a cruise ship and on a Wally ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe the approach here is how do we make it so that, Instead of, like, thinking of relaxing as, like, hey, it's okay to, like, let the bar fall low, mm-hmm. you know? Like, whatever. We got you. You don't have to move. Yeah. Um, maybe instead we focus on making you higher than the bar when you leave the cruise ship by doing things that allow people to gain perspective. I know you yeah. work at a corporation that uses perspective a lot in its in its sort of marketing, but mm-hmm. we were talking about real perspective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Burn, but also accurate. 
Um, yeah. So how do we how do we give people real perspective? Um, I mean, without it being like a meditation retreat, right? Because like, there's a reason why people are going on cruises and they're not going on like 10 day monk retreats in the mountains. I mean, some people do, but like, you're looking for something else. So it has to be something that to some extent is like portable, like portable past the point experience. And it it doesn't necessarily need to be like a skill. Like, oh, I've learned the nunchucks. I'll still know (laughs) the nunchucks when I leave this cruise ship. Yeah. Although, I mean, that would be something like... That would be something. And maybe that's sort of like an angle to go in the sense of like a skill mastery mm-hmm. or not necessarily like you're going knowing like, hey, I'm going on the pottery cruise ship and I'm going right. to learn pottery. Maybe it's something like you don't even know, but you know, some crazy shit's going to happen. Some of it's going to be like guided and lesson. And some of it's going to be like maybe more of like a horror movie in the sense of like <laughs> random stuff will happen <laughs> and you, your survival limits will be tested. Yeah. I mean, because you are going to come back feeling stronger after that. I guess I don't want to. I don't want to turn this into like a themed cruise, you know, like, like, I don't want to turn this into like a conference or like to like a life coach, like led mm-hmm. tour with where, you. where, yeah, you'd like, the point is to go on the seas, but you come back with all these like life value, value coaching lessons or whatever. Like, so I know we were going to get away from physical goods this week and, and we kind of have, this is a boat, but I do want to focus on the physical experience. Okay. When you say physical, are we talking about boat engineering now? Are we diving into this world? Uh, well, I wasn't thinking. I was more thinking like the, the experience of the I'm person ready. who's riding on the boat. Although, no, we can get back to boat engineering. I really want to see where, you wanna, where you're going to go with this. But I, I was mostly thinking like, how do we um, take advantage of the fact that you're on a boat to create what's basically like a hotel room or a resort area, but on a boat that, that empowers you to do whatever it is that you need in order to come back a person more equipped to handle life's responsibilities. So here's the thing, and it might come back to boat engineering, actually. Okay, Is yeah. I was thinking about the sea already provides everything we need. Mm-hmm. Poseidon is welcoming in this regard. Uh-huh. If you weren't on a cruise ship, like a big honking apartment, you know, that floats, like if you were just on like a, a yacht or something, like not a mega yacht, but like a little boat. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about sailing, but you know, like one where you could like walk to the end in like five seconds or like 10 seconds there are skills you have to learn to survive and things that like for most of us who never have gone onto a boat or never like touched and pet a dolphin like Uh these are wondrous potentially cool things you could do right like if we gave somebody the experience of being on a little boat Mm -hmm. um where you know their survival was mostly up to them they could go snorkeling they could dive into the sea whenever they wanted they could like hang out on the top of their boat um but also like in a way that they didn't have to like buy a boat to do that yeah i i'm into this then you could come back to land and be like hey i have this cool boat story and it's not that i was in a buffet line for 10 minutes yeah and i think you you come back with a certain perspective because you're like I had to survive. I had to figure out how to entertain myself with just the sea. Um, you come up back with a new understanding. Well, so here's my thing. I kind of want. I kind of don't want to have people with me. Oh, especially if it's like with family. If we say one person per boat, then we like nip that in the bud. <laughs> yeah. Well, and 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 not only that. Like, I mean, I think because there are like yachting experiences where it's like the 10 days you'd spend on a cruise, but instead you spend it working on the rigging or whatever, and then you bond with a group of people. Here's, this is my other issue with, with cruises is there's a lot of people on those cruises looking to bond with other people. Like, you know. In a good way? No. Or like in an airplane way? Oh, yeah. In an airplane way. Yes, exactly. Because it's a lot of, I mean, and to be fair, like, 
And, and there those cruises exist where it's like, yeah, I want to have my assigned 10 people who sit at my, my shuffleboard table and we chat and, and uh, hang out all the time. Or, you know, like, because it's, it's a cruise ships have a lot of like events where it's like come to talent show night and and mingle and but it's all mm-hmm. that airplane style like like you you know we'll have to bond and and themed cruises are worse almost because it's like we all love jonathan colton that'll get us along and i'm like no i don't um i personally get a ton of anxiety from going to an event where i know that everyone who will be at this event it will be really excited about the thing we have in common at the event. I'm, I'm, this probably says a lot more about me. Is this like Comic-Con the boat? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. But because it's on a boat, because like if you're going to Comic-Con, you might be going to see people that you ha- that you met in past Comic-Cons. You might be going to go see the Archer, uh, people who work on Archer do a talk or whatever. Like yeah. you, you might go to a party. There's a lot of reasons you would do these kinds of things. If you're on a boat, you are like part of the context is that you're stuck on a boat with some people and you'll have to bond with them. Yeah. And instead of like disguising that, like if we embrace it, like I think like the modern cruise ship disguises the fact that you're on the sea by design. Like it's very big. So you don't feel the ocean, you know, you can barely see it on the, and if you choose not to leave like the inside parts, then you'll never know. Yeah. You'll just see the ocean. It's like, what's the point? Um, Yeah. I think there's something there where we use the natural constraints of just trying to like, sail a small boat on the water or like survive on the seas as a way to like make it an experience that makes sense like this is something you could only do in the ocean yeah and i guess and maybe maybe this is cowardly of me i kind of want to remove the force bonding from it yeah maybe that kind of bond is something you can only forge on the seas i think the bond that you share when you're like hey friend help me with the rigging and like hey let's go like pet this dolphin and like Mm -hmm. oh no a shark like that's not force bonding. That's just like natural human bonding. And I think that's the kind of bonding that's okay. Okay. Because you don't you don't feel like you're obligated to talk to someone, but you naturally will need to for functional reasons. So it's it's a different vibe. And then after you come back to land, you could stay in touch. You'd be like, oh yeah, you're my sea buddy. Yeah. Like remember that time we had those adventures? Um, yeah. As opposed to like, remember that time you caught me in a trust fall? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like you'll be comfortable, but it'll be like, you know, like putting up the mast and like, you know, the rigging and throwing down the anchor when you feel like hanging out. Like <laughs> there are boat activities and tasks that you need to do to survive. But, you know, you won't you're not in a precarious situation. I guess. So how do we balance? Because I think I think running a boat like doing the mast and the rigging and starboard uh, are all things that like need like I think that's a full time job keeping a boat. Well, you're on the boat. You've got a full time job. Right. But like, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I feel like how do we how do we separate this from like a boot camp where it's like you will be making this boat go like because some people are going to want to do it less than others. And totally. So like you have like a mix of like it's almost like you have a team. Right. Mm-hmm. And we could choose a team for people who like to have a mix of people like, hey, I'm like the wisecracking cool guy. And I'm like the guy who really values family. Uh-huh. Um, I'm kind of describing the cast of Fate of the Furious. But like. <laughs> Okay. But, like, you have a rich, full cast. You uh-huh. have all of, like, you know, like, your base is covered in terms of demographics, maybe even ideally. Uh-huh. And it's sort of like, yeah, and then just let what happens happens because there will be people who naturally want to do more. People mm-hmm. who would rather be like, you know, I'm just going to, like, hang out and tan on this boat. Mm-hmm. And you'll have a combination. And sometimes the people that hang out and tan will, by necessity, have to pitch in a little bit. But it's not like 
you know, they'll be spending 24-7 of their time keeping the boat running. I guess, I mean, so how much are we going to control these people dynamics? Like, is there a leader? Uh... No, that's up to them to decide. Okay. Ideally, because, like, I think what makes not forced bonding work is when it feels organic. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess, I just, what if the one of the people really sucks? I mean, you kick them off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We'll have, like, one of those, like, you know, life preserver things, those circle guys. <laughs> Throw them off. It's all good. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I guess... See? The sea provides. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it feels almost like we're creating, like, a Boy Scout events, but for adults. I mean, those, I guess those enrich you, assuming you're not going to a speech. They do enrich you. I think the difference with the Boy Scouts for the, like, I think I went to one, literally just one, when I was a wee tyke. I, I was not a Boy Scout. Well, you might have been a Girl Scout. I wasn't. Oh, okay. Well, the way it works is like they teach you how to like tie knots and shit and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you, you spend the day tying knots and shit. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of dumb. But like our version of this could be like you get like an orientation, you know, before you leave land. And then it's just like, all right, you good. And there could just be like a laptop in the cabin with like some YouTube videos on boat <laughs> riding in case you forget and need to brush up on stuff. Yeah. It's all you need. We make sure these boats have like really good internet. Uh -huh. All the boats have a YouTube Red account and that has all no of the boat. Right. Yeah. No ads. And you can download all of the boat related YouTube videos. So you can just kind of, yeah, surf this curated playlist when, yeah. you, when you're out at sea. So like we've got safety covered. Yeah. It just, it feels like we've created like, le I mean, I don't know that this hit, hits the same spot as cruise. We sort of zagged entirely into like, an adventure tour or whatever. Well, I think the reason we zagged is important to remember. And the reason I think was because cruises suck. They suck because like they have, they're based on like a kind of faulty assumption about what relaxation means or what like vacation should mean. Yeah. Um, for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's sort of like, we're not, we're not getting rid of all your responsibilities. In fact, we're giving you new ones, but we're getting rid of the ones you don't necessarily need right now. Like your work stuff and your home stuff and whatever. I'm kind of into it. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so what you're envisioning is like, um, you know, it's like a medium sized boat. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a ship that's big enough for like, how many, I mean, how many people are going on this? Like 20? Five puts pressure. I feel like 10 maybe is a, a good, like we want the perfect zone where like the problem with 20 is that you'll have clickishness and then potentially like a, you know, like a mutiny thing. Yeah. I guess I just, I don't know how you, you can ensure that 10 people are going to get along without any facilitation you know well here's the thing sometimes in like you know a bonding situation people don't initially get along they butt heads uh -huh. um sometimes you have like a cop who's you know going undercover to investigate a yeah. crime sometimes yeah. you have just like a renegade street racer mm -hmm. and you know they don't initially see eye to eye but eventually yeah. eventually they get each other uh-huh and it, you know it just takes time and cars but also boats, probably. Yeah, and and I guess and I guess there's there's enough to do on this boat that like, people got to do some things. But like I don't know. I guess I guess but maybe they're really clear things that need to get done. It's like someone's gotta uh, raise the mast every morning. I mean, they cover that stuff in orientation and in the YouTube playlist. Yeah, and it's like yeah, there's like a couple because you don't because I think part of the stress of life that you're trying to escape is like not knowing what to do, you know, where you're like, oh, I got right. so many responsibilities and like, what's my next step or whatever. And like on the boat, you, you wake up and you're like, I know my next step. My next step is, um, you know, either someone's got to cook breakfast or I can help raise the mast or whatever. Oh yeah, totally. I can row for a while. Um, 
Yeah, sometimes like you know when it's not windy, yeah, like there could gotta... be a backup motor, but you don't want to use the motor because you only have a limited amount of gas. <laughs> uh-huh. So you know you just get out those oars and you just like you know row it. Uh huh. You you need more than one person because you know like the boat's too wide to like only one person get both sides. So you yeah. need at least two people. Ideally, maybe like a four or six to get like a three oar on each side. You know. So let me cadence. let me float an idea by you. Maybe mm-hmm. um maybe the boat actually has like. 20 people on it but 10 of them are staff and the staff a lot of staff well so here's here's why the staff could do everything yeah um like if you if all 10 people were like no you know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna sit here and tan the entire trip then the 10 staff people can run the entire boat they can do all the rowing and the cooking or whatever but those 10 people lying tanning all day are gonna get real fucking bored because we're not bringing bocce or whatever people do on ships and we're not um and and there's no internet which is why yeah, people no go on cruises or whatever part. right and so you could do nothing or you could you could start helping out with the boat and the- i get that that makes sense but here's the problem that i foresee with that like uh-huh. a lot of these people pretty much all of them are not going to have boat experience and when you're not experienced at something and you see somebody doing it really well one, it sends a signal that, hey, I got to do it really well or I should fuck off. Um, and two, it's just like intimidating. Like, I mean, I guess it's kind of connected to number one. We want to cultivate an era that like anyone can like do this. And if you fuck up and you're kind of shitty at this, like it's all good. You're on the ocean. Only only the ocean will judge you. Right. Well, but I think we can do that with staff who are like real chill, you know, like the whole point is that they're like, hey, you want to like hang out and like, you know, learn to, learn to bro. Like, come on, like I'll, I'll help you out there. It's, Do you think it needs to be a one-to-one ratio? Of- maybe one-to-one is a bit extreme. Like maybe that's the issue that I'm having problems with. Cause I don't necessarily want to be like, nobody has to do anything. Because if you don't have to, like, it takes away a little bit of it. It does. Like, there should be a, a light pressure. Yeah, just a little bit of pressure. And maybe the lesson from the boat is that you need to ask for help sometimes, you know? Cause you're not. Because, like, the, the, the boat is going to be an uncomfortable place where, you know, you don't start off with boat experiences. Um, yeah, so maybe we only have, like, five staff, and it's like, look, someone's going to have to help me cook the, all this food. Um, right. And maybe maybe Bobby Flay is not feeling real bold today, and he's like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to help with cooking. Uh, and he'll still learn something. Of, no, here's the thing. It's going to be a little different because it's ocean cooking, but also maybe that experience will bolster Bobby Flay the next day, and he's going to take on motor work. But some people who come on are going to be more, more. they're going to have some more overlap with ocean hobbies. And like, True. That, you can't, maybe they shouldn't go on cruises if they were really looking for something different or, you know, then the onus is going to be on them a little to like get out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Um, Okay. And for the rest of us who don't have ocean hobbies, like, yeah, you'll be like, oh, someone, I'm on surfing duty today. What is surfing duty? I don't know what surfing duty (laughs) is. I'm just thinking about ocean hobbies here. I like how that sounds though. (laughs) Like everything I can think of sounds awesome. Your, your job is to catch the sick waves. So, you know, actually like, the more I was thinking about this, the more this kind of reminds me of this Wii game that I really liked and that probably no one's ever heard of called Endless Ocean. Wait, fuck, I love Endless Ocean. Oh my I fucking God. to God that you were about to say Endless Ocean because no one ever knows Endless Ocean and it's such a good game. Oh my God. Wait, so, you know, oh my God, yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, um, um, 
we should have a primer because like literally no one listening to this will have played Endless Ocean. How would you describe Endless Ocean? Endless Ocean should not be fun. The only re like, there's no reason to play it. There's no goals. You, it's a, okay, it's a dive. The literal mechanics is that you're, you're a diver and it's a diving game. And the only point of the game is that you, you swim around and you fucking look at things like a diver. And sometimes uh, you pet fish. Yeah, you can pet fish. You can like take pictures sometimes, but, and you can actually, did you remember? You could actually like upload a USB with your own music and like listen yeah, to Yeah, I never did that. <laughs> I did that once just for the shit of it. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, so like, like, and, and it shouldn't Maybe? be fun, but it is because you're yeah. just exploring the ocean and that is compelling in its own right. The ocean, it's already interesting. We yes. barely have to do anything. It is, yeah. It's just it's just the ocean. Like, like there's no point, there's no goals or responsibilities. There are turtles. You just want to explore the ocean and that requires skills that you need to learn. Like, I think dolphin training um, was one of the yeah, things. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but like, but like, you're like, yeah, all right, I'll take it on. Because like the ocean, the ocean is enough. You got you you did build your skills because you start in one place and then eventually you get good enough at operating. Yeah, you boat. built you your like exploration. Places. Right, yeah. and then eventually you get good enough at diving that you can go deeper and you can explore mm -hmm. the trenches and find the lost rare whale, which was the vague storyline they gave, which was amazing. Um, and like there were like underwater cities and things, but like but it was all just like fuck around. Here's your boat. Where are you gonna take your boat? Yep. Um, yeah, if you needed a little catch, you could you could assist someone else in a dive or take a picture of a rare fish for a for a, a ichthyologist who would contact you. People would be like, "Hey, I, I'm really interested in seeing pictures of this sea turtle." Yeah, and it's it's but those that that's the same sort of experience we're trying to build, where it's like, "There's a fucking ocean out there. Do you need a little guidance? We can give you a little guidance if you want." But like, ocean. God, that game was so fucking good. I know. There's a lot of uh, ocean-based activities that you can do while while you're on this boat, and it's up to you what you're gonna do. And the ocean will provide. And you know what? If you want to be on the internet the whole time, you might start on the internet, but then you'll be on the ocean, and you'll know better. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just this great, slightly guided experience um, of of being on the ocean. And you know what? When you come back to land, people ask you what you did. You be like, man, I can't even begin to tell you what yeah, I did. Yeah, it was so great. Yeah, and like that's exactly you want to come back a a, a, a more enriched person from mm -hmm. the experience, and that's what we should really be going for from vacations. Maybe the endless part of the ocean is the fact that you're going to carry it with you in your heart when it's done. Let your 